Hello friends, your humble host is back once again. Welcome to a very special St. Patrick's Day special. Happy St. Patty's Day to everyone. We're glad to have you aboard. Well friends, I say this is a special edition because I'm about to play you a program I originally recorded in the year 2000. In March of 2000, I recorded this Sounds Like Radio St. Patrick's Day special. It features great Irish music from Bing Crosby and a great St. Patrick's Day episode from The Great Gildersleeve. So we have Bing Crosby and The Great Gildersleeve all for the St. Patrick's Day special. We also get in a little music from... Crazy Guggenheim, as he'll also pay us a visit later in the program. So once again, this is a special encore edition of Sounds Like Radio, originally recorded way back when, in the year 2000. Hard to believe it's been so many years since then. But time do fly. Let's listen now to this original March of 2000 recording of Sounds Like Radio with your humble host. Nothing like a little Irish tea. Do they make Irish tea? I know they make Irish coffee. But I'm drinking some Guzzler tea. You ever have that stuff? Guzzler? <laughs> That's a brand name. It comes in a little plastic bottle. You sort of, sort of shoot the tea into your mouth. You, know, you have a little spout here. You don't even drink it. You just shoot it into your mouth. Watch it. If you're not careful, you can shoot it straight at your tonsils oh my hey everybody hello welcome welcome friends you're a humble host here for a very special edition ah a special edition of the saint patrick's day edition that is of the sounds like radio show oh top of the morning to you yes indeed friends this is a saint patrick's day special here on sounds like radio the Great Gildersleeve Editions. And uh, this is not just going to be a Great Gildersleeve Editions, friends. This is a St. Patrick's Day special featuring the Great Gildersleeve and also featuring Bing Crosby. Yes, indeed, a pair made in heaven. Bing Crosby and the Great Gildersleeve. I love it. You can tell Jackie's excited just hearing about the news. He's playing his orchestra with more gusto than ever. Well, friends, this is a St. Patty's Day show. We hope you're enjoying your St. Patrick's Day, and it's a good one with Bing Crosby. How can you have a bad St. Patrick's Day with Bing Crosby around? We're going to start off the show the way Bing Crosby started off his St. Patrick's Day special, his very special television show. Yes, he had a St. Patrick's Day television special in March of 1967. Bing went over to Ireland. Yes, he did. He flew over to Ireland in uh, September of 1966, filmed a great Irish special, and it was shown on television in America in uh, St. Patty's Day time, March of 1967. This is the way Bing Crosby began that very special St. Patrick's edition of his television show. Let's listen to Bing and the Molly Malone song.
Here's Bing Crosby of his St. Patrick's Day television special. Take it away, Bing. In Dublin's fair city Where the girls are so pretty I first set my eyes On sweet Molly Malone As she wheeled her wheelbarrow Through streets broad and narrow Crying cockles and muscles alive I suppose all great cities have their personalities, some more unique, more distinctive than others. Clear examples in America would be, uh, well, New York, San Francisco, New Orleans. In Ireland, surely it's Dublin. And not because it's the biggest, but because of some, some curious charisma, some accidental mixture of gossip and bicycles and rain, sparkling sunshine. O'Connell Street here with its buses, the River Liffey, Priests, people, Trinity College, but most of all because of the people. Cheerful, keen, alert, and always glad to see you. Sometimes it seems to me that they're more like Americans than any people I know. Except for the patina of age which gilds its monuments and its churches, its buildings. Well, I really feel like, uh, like I never left home. Here's Bing Crosby right now with one of my very favorite Irish songs. Did your mother come from Ireland? Did your mother come from Ireland? Cause there's something in you Irish. Will you tell me where you get those Irish eyes? And before she left, Killarney, did your mother kiss the Blarney? Cause your little touch of brogue you can't disguise. Oh, I wouldn't be romancing, I can almost see you dancing where the Kerry Pipers play. Sure, and maybe we'll be sharing. In the shamrock you'll be wearing On the next St. Patrick's Day Did your mother come from Ireland Cause there's something in you Irish And that bit of Irish steals my heart Away. Did your mother come from Ireland? Cause there's something in you, Irish. Will you tell me where you get those Irish eyes? And before she left, she did your mother kiss the blarney? Cause your little touch of brogue you can't disguise. 
I wouldn't be romancing I can almost see you dancing Where the carry pipers play Sure and maybe we'll be sharing In the shamrock you'll be wearing On the next St. Patrick's Day Did your mother come from Ireland? Cause there's something in you Irish And that bit of Irish steals my heart away Oh yeah, didn't you like that song? There is no other like Bing Crosby who can sing an Irish song. Did your mother come from Ireland? <laughs> Bing Crosby singing the old Did Your Mother Come From Ireland song. This is a special St. Patrick's Day edition here of Sounds Like Radio. I'm your humble host. We've got Bing right now to sing all about St. Patrick's Day Parade. Marching along in the big parade on St. Patrick's Day. I'll be up to me neck in shamrocks as I march along the way. I'll swing that old shillelagh as I wave to each colleen. I'll tilt me ear the better to hear the wearing of the green. Oh, the Kelly's from Killarney, the Murphy's from Kildare. The Hallahans and Callahans who came from County Clare. There'll be folks from dear old Dublin all the way to County Cork. They'll be marching in the big parade right here in old New York. Oh, the mayor will be in the big parade strutting high and grand. And behind him will march a thousand cops who come from Ireland. Those beautiful songs of Erin, the band will play them all. We'll march along, we'll sing in the song, the harp will carry us all. Those sons and daughters of Erin, a hundred thousand strong, will be singing the songs of Ireland as they march along. Their eyes will shine with laughter, their hearts will all be gay, when the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We'll be marching along in the big parade on St. Patrick's Day. Not for all of the tea in Dublin would I ever stay away. I'll trip the light fantastic and how proud I'm gonna feel. The band will play, go witch it, go way, a good old Irish reel. There'll be Cooney, Mulrooney, and Mickey O'Dowd Cutting up capers and pleasing the crowd Hogan and Grogan will kick up their heels Singing and dancing the jigs and the reels The Connells, O'Donnells, and Larry O'Toole Maloney, Mahoney, and Lefty O'Doole Nibble a man as happy as they on St. Patrick's Day I'll be marching along in the big parade, twinkle in me eye. We'll be proud as a thousand peacocks with our heads up in the sky. I'll be there, you can bet you, when the band begins to play. And the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Oh my, I hope you're wearing green. You just gotta be wearing the green today. The wearing of the green, as they used to say. They have the great Bing Crosby doing his Decca record there of St. Patrick's Day, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Hey, I love it, friends. Top of the morning to you. We are celebrating St. Patty's Day here on Sounds Like Radio. And, you know, one of the great Irish songs that Bing Crosby made famous was Galway Bay. It's a beautiful song. And let's go back to that Bing Crosby St. Patrick's Day special and listen to Bing as he introduces this song. Thank you. 
Look at that view. Dublin Bay. That's nice, but really not my favorite bay, you know. Oh? Oh, no, you have to work west. Way west. If you ever go across the sea to Ireland, then maybe at the closing of your day, you will sit and watch the moon rise over Calada and see the sun go down on Galway Bay. Just to hear again the ripple of the trout stream, the women in the meadows making hay, and to sit beside a turf fire in the cabin and watch the barefoot gossams at their play. For the breezes blowing o'er the seas from Ireland Are perfumed by the heather as they blow And the women in the upland digging praties Speak a language that the strangers do not know For the strangers came and tried to teach us their ways they blamed us just for being what we are But they might as well go chasing after moonbeams Or light a penny candle from a star And if there's gonna be a life hereafter and somehow I feel sure there's gonna be I will ask my God to let me make my heaven In that dear land across the Irish Sea Oh yeah, that was great, Bing. Galway Bay from Bing Crosby's television special. You know, nobody can sing a, an Irish tune, especially for St. Patrick's Day like Bing Crosby. Bing did a movie in 1949 along with, uh, uh, what was her name? Nice-looking lady. Anne Blythe was her name. Uh, Bing and Barry Fitzgerald teamed up again to do a movie called Top of the Morning along with Anne Blythe. And it was a, a kind of a one of those uh, little... Strange kind of movie, actually, kind of strange. Bing is goes to Ireland to look for the uh, the uh, rock. Uh, what's that rock that they kiss? That kissing rock. Uh, you know, they kiss it for good luck. Uh, the the uh, well, I I have to try to think of it later. I'm trying to lead up to a song here. This is the theme from the movie. The movie's called Top of the Morning, and that is the name of the song. Here's Bing. Well, how do you do? Top of the morning to you. Or when you're strolling down the boring That means the lane A friendly brook will sing you this sweet refrain Cade me la fortune, slant it to you And the top of the morning too Hi! When it's early in the A-Rock That means the spring The birds are glad to see you Here's what they sing 
Kate, me love fortune, slant you to you, and the top of the morning too. Oh, it's great how they greet you in Ireland. Learn the words so you won't have to guess. It's a toast to your health for one thing, and a hundred thousand welcomes no less. How do you know? In your heart you're feeling Shane World. Means okay. And if you meet a colleague, here's what to say. Kate Mila Falchon slant you to you and the top of the morning too. When you're strolling down the bory, that means the lane. A friendly thing will sing you this sweet refrain. Keep me live fortune, slant you to you, and the top of the morning too. When it's early in the air, rock, that means the spring. The birds are glad to see you, here's what they sing. Keep me live fortune, slant you to you, and the top of the morning too. Oh, it's great how they greet you in Ireland. Learn the words so you won't have to guess. It's a toast to your health for one thing, and a hundred thousand welcomes, no less. How do you do? The faith and the glory. Glad I'm to see you. Well, in your heart you're feeling Shane Word. That means okay. And if you meet a colleague, here's what to say. Kate Mila Fortune, slancha to you, and the top of the morning, the very tip top of the morning, the top of the morning to you. <laughs> how do you do? Oh, how do you do, Bing? Yeah, the great Bing Crosby singing the theme, the theme from the movie Top. Uh, the mining great movie i like that movie too it's it's perfect it's a perfect movie for saint patrick's day you know you know what i'm watching every saint patty's day with bing huh with bing in mind i've got to be watching that movie that one and of course the john wayne classic the quiet man those are two of my annual saint patrick's day movies guaranteed to be watched every year in my house well, friends and neighbors, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, good news, I thought of that stone. It's called the Blarney Stone. Hey, yeah, you didn't think I could think of it, did you? The Blarney Stone is what Bing Crosby goes to Ireland to try to find. Someone steals the Blarney Stone in the movie Top of the Morning. But now let's get back to the uh, subject at hand. We are doing a St. Patrick's Day special here on Sounds Like Radio. I'm your humble host. And we are featuring the great Gildersleeve. Now, believe it or not, in the entire, um, all in all the years that the Great Gildersleeve did their program, I could only find one, one St. Patrick's Day show. Now, maybe they did some other, and they just happened to mention it, and they just don't talk about it in the um, <clears throat> plot summaries. But the only, and they didn't even talk about it in this plot summary. But the only reason I know it's a, it is a St. Patrick's Day show is because I've heard the show before. This one comes from March seventeenth, nineteen forty-six. As Leroy is arrested for stealing some lumber, I believe is what he steals. Um, uh, and they, this is not really a full-blown, in fact, it isn't a full-blown St. Patrick's Day show, but it does take place at St. Patrick's Day time, and uh, I do believe the Jolly Boys even get in a number or two here. So let's listen to this March 17th, 1946 St. Patrick's Day show 
Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, this particular show proved to be so popular and uh, so well-written that the Boys Clubs of America had petitioned the Great Gildersleeve to do the program again. And they did. They did it again the following year, St. Patrick's Day time in March of 1947. They used the same script, did the same show again, one year later, thanks to the Boys Clubs of America demanding to hear it again. That's a true story. Well, this is the first time it was heard from March 17, 1946. Let's listen now to The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents The Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. It's The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of a complete line of famous quality food products. Is that you, Onky? Yes, my dear. My, you're late for Saturday. Don't tell me you've been working all afternoon. Yes, I've been working. Bessie sprained her wrist yesterday and couldn't type, so I had to finish up a lot of letters and things myself. You look tired, Onky. Do you want me to get your slippers? No, thank you, my dear. Might just slip off my shoes, though. <clears throat> Poor Onky. Would you like Bertie to make you a cup of tea? Well, that might not be so bad. <clears throat> now you stretch out on the sofa and I'll see about the tea. <laughs> uh, feels good to wiggle my toes for a change. Give him a chance to breathe. Miss Gillsleeve, is that you? I thought I heard somebody come tromping in. Yeah, it's me, Bertie. He's terribly tired, Bertie. Could he have a cup of tea? Oh, right away. I got the kettle on the stove. Thank you. Uh -huh. Something you wanted, Bertie? Well, yes, sir, there was, but seeing you don't feel so good, I'll just let it go. Thank you, Bertie. Yes, sir. I figure why kick a man when it's down. <laughs> man, it's all war out, don't want to hear no bad news. Yeah, that's right. No, sir, I ain't got no use for people come running with news of trouble. That's the way some folks do, but not Bertie. Yes, sir. You get your rest, Mr. Gelsey, and I'll fix your teeth. And you just forget about that leaky roof till tomorrow. <laughs> leaky roof? Don't you worry, Mr. Gillsleeve. I won't say another word about it. <laughs> you know anything about the roof leaking, my dear? Oh, it's not a very big leak yet. And there won't be any rain before Monday. Now, don't think about it. Just shut your eyes and think about something pleasant. Yes, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Have you thought of something? <laughs> yeah. You know, Marjorie, if I had a suspicious nature, I'd think you were trying to get something out of me. Why, Anki? But I haven't, of course. No, my dear, I realize you're getting older and more thoughtful. It's a great comfort to me. I'm glad. Yes, yes. Happy little family. Happy little family. Whoever that is, I'm not here. I'll answer it. I'll answer it, Bertie. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve isn't here. Is there a message? The police station? What? Hold the line, please. Uncle, Leroy and Craig Bullard are at the police station. They've been arrested for stealing some lumber. What? Do you want to talk to the man? No, no, just tell him I'll be right down. Arrested? Where did I put those mm -mm shoes? <laughs> 
I hope you're properly ashamed of yourself, Leroy. And I'm sorry to see you mixed up in this, Craig. I didn't do anything. Leroy did it. He did, too. Now, now, let's have the facts. Are they going to put us in jail, Uncle? No, no, nothing like that. I want to go home. We'll go home as soon as I talk to the... Who was it that called me? That fellow behind the desk? Yeah. Well, I'll tackle him in a minute. But I have to know exactly what happened first, Leroy. That means the truth. Okay. We were just playing around the new house, and all we did was pick up a couple of old boards we thought nobody would want. I want the truth, Leroy. <laughs> well, this is it. We didn't think anybody would mind just a couple of boards, so we were taking them home, and a cop saw us and brought us here. I want to go home. Just a minute, Craig. Is that all, Leroy? Absolutely all? Sure, that's all we took, wasn't it, Craigie? I didn't take any. What about the nails? Nails? <laughs> Craig's got a whole pocket full of them. Well, walk easy so you won't jingle, Craig. <laughs> now, come with me, both of you. Uh, 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 are you in charge here, Sergeant? Yes, sir. Are you this boy's guardian? Yes, uh, the one that needs a haircut. <laughs> now, just let me have your name and address, please. Never mind that, Sergeant. It just so happens that the chief of police is a close personal friend of mine. So if you don't mind, I'll just take this up with him. Oh, you mean you want to see the chief? I do. No? That is correct. And if you're interested in keeping your job... I am interested, but I am not worried about it. The chief is out of town. Drove over to Salinas this afternoon for a visit with his mother. Oh, he did, did he? Every time there's anything popping in this town, the chief was somewhere else. Uh, well, now look here, Sergeant. Uh, have a cigar. I don't use tobacco, thanks. Oh, admirable. Yes, indeed. Well, now, let me tell you, Sergeant, just as man to man, don't you think it's ridiculous arresting these boys just for picking up a couple of sticks of wood? Well, the report says they were walking off with three planks of number two Douglas fir. <laughs> well, what's the difference to a boy? They're just pieces of wood. That's all I thought they were, huh? Just a couple old pieces. I'm handling this, Leroy. <laughs> You're in a very serious predicament. Let me do the talking. <laughs> I suppose this is only petty larceny, isn't it, Sergeant? What do you mean, only petty larceny? In this state, you can get a year in jail for petty larceny. Unc, did he say jail? Uh, he's not talking about you, Leroy. I want to go home. Hey, for heaven's sake. I told him not to take it. You be quiet or I'll tell him about the nails. <laughs> uh, Sergeant, I, I'm sure the chief will straighten this out when he gets back. Well, that may be. All I know is these boys are booked and they'll have to appear in court on Monday morning. Unc! We have to go to jail till Monday? No, no, I'm sure that I can arrange. Just quiet. I'll take you home in a minute. Shut up. This is the police station. Will you release these boys in my custody, Sergeant? I'll be glad to. Stop crying, Craig, or I'll leave you in jail. Now come on. No, as I say, Gilded, there's nothing I can do but let the law take its course. Uh, call yourself a lawyer? I'm not only a lawyer, but a judge. My oath pledges me to uphold the law, whereas you're trying to get me to circumvent it. Oh, you make me tired, Judge. I'm not asking this for myself. I'm asking it for Leroy. Think of the effect this court business will have on him. I suspect you're thinking of the effect it'll have on you. What are you hinting at, you old goat? <laughs> the publicity. It won't be nice. Confound Leroy. He thinks of absolutely nothing but himself. I don't know what to do with him, Horace. 
By George, I've got half a mind to send him to military school. What the Dickens for? Because he's getting out of hand. Because he won't pay any attention to anything I say. This is the way delinquency starts, Horace. Oh, nonsense. Sending him to military school would be simply crawling out of your own responsibility. It would not. Military school would be the making of that boy. Teach him to sit up straight and toe the mark. Well, he's your nephew, but I'm against it. What would you do? Have you tried reason, Throckmorton? Reason with Leroy? Don't make me laugh. I mean adult reason. I've watched you try to reason with Leroy, and you treat him like a child. Leroy happens to be a child, Horace, and a pretty childish one at that. It makes no difference. Treat him as an adult, and he'll respond in an adult way. You really think so? Well, as a lawyer, you're a total loss. Why I should take your advice on child psychology, goodness only knows. Well, there's one thing about it, Gilda. It's free. I'll take it. <laughs> Leroy, my boy, sit down here a minute. What for? I want to talk to you. As man to man. Yeah? Sit down. Okay. Not way over there. Come closer. Closer? Yes, bring the chair over here. Okay. Now, as man to man, you realize you've been a bad boy today. Yeah, I guess so. I want you to think about it a little. I want you to think about what kind of a man you'll turn out to be. I want you to... Leroy, what are you counting, if I may ask? The squares in the carpet. Well, stop it. And stop looking at that carpet. Look me in the eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm going to treat you like a grown-up. My boy, you've committed a serious offense. And I want to ask you a serious question. What? What do you think your punishment should be? Me? Yes, you. I'm putting the decision up to you. He. <laughs> you've committed a crime. You've broken the state law. You've broken one of the Ten Commandments. Number eight, I believe. <laughs> what kind of punishment do you think would be fair and just? No dessert for a week? I give up. I'll tell you what I'm going to do with you, young man. I'm going to send you to military school. Yes, sir, military school. You'll wear a uniform all day, and you'll keep it neat and clean. And you'll learn to salute and march and say, sir. Now, what do you think of that? I think I like it. Then you can't go. <laughs> now, get upstairs to bed. No supper? Well, no dessert. By George, we're going to have some discipline around here. <laughs> Did you ever stop to think that the only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little word extra? You mothers might take, for example, those vegetables you urge the family to eat every day. Now, served plain, the children may sometimes think they're pretty ordinary. But when served with a rich golden cheese sauce made with smooth melting Velveeta, <laughs> they are extraordinary. It's wonderful that extra flavor Velveeta adds. Rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And there's extra food value, too. For Velveeta adds high-quality, complete protein, precious milk minerals, food energy, riboflavin, and vitamin A. With Velveeta, it's easy to make that rich-tasting, nutritious cheese sauce. Just melt a half pound of Velveeta in the top of your double boiler. Then stir in one-third cup of milk, and there's your sauce. Delicious on such vegetables as broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, green beans, or onions. Grand on fish, too. 
So when you shop tomorrow, be sure to get Velveeta for marvelous cheese sauce that's such a splendid help during Lent. And for snacks and sandwiches, too. Insist on the genuine Velveeta, the cheese food of craft quality. Now back to the great Gildersleeve, who is once again where he so often finds himself at his wit's end. Baffled and discouraged by the problem of how to bring up a young nephew, he has decided to shove it aside for the moment and seek diversion among his friends at the Jolly Boys Club. And so he sets out, a heavy-hearted Jolly Boy, glumly in search of an evening of fun. Greetings, Peavy. You going to the Jolly Boys? Yes, I thought I would for a little while. Well, I'll walk down with you. Oh, that's real nice of you. I'm glad to have your company. You don't mind if I close up shop here first? Won't take but a minute. Sit down. Yes, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Peavy, don't ever have any children. I beg pardon. I say, whatever you do, don't ever have any children. I wasn't thinking of having any. <laughs> well, don't. They'll drive you crazy. I say, they'll drive you crazy. Peavy, I'm trying to talk to you about children. Go ahead, I'm listening. No, you're not. You're counting. Sorry, I'm just trying to close up here. 55 and 60 and 60 down at 15. Now, what was it about children, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, let it go. You seem to be a little out of touch this evening somehow. Well, who wouldn't be? Leroy's gone and got himself in jail. Leroy? Well, not in jail, exactly. He got himself arrested. Leroy got Well, it. not arrested, exactly. I had to go down to the police station and bail him out. You had to... Well, be... not bail him out. They released him in my custody. You sure it was Leroy? That's <laughs> <laughs> only joking, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, it's nothing to joke about. You don't know what worry is, Peavy. You've never had any children. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I never worry. After all, I'm a married man. His wife is a blessing, of course, in many ways, but she's also a responsibility. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about her going out and swiping lumber. <laughs> is that what Leroy's been up to? I'm afraid so. And I always say boys will be boys. I know you do. I wish you'd think up something different to say for a change. Come on, Peavy, let's get out of here. <laughs> baritone of yours. Yeah, come on, Gildy. Some other time, fellas. I'm not in the mood right now. What's the matter, Commish? You don't seem like your old foolish self tonight. Is the chief of police going to be here, Floyd? I've been trying to get a hold of him all day. Well, the chief's out of town visiting his mother. At least that's his story. Why? Nothing. Gildersleeve's nephew has had a little run-in with the police. Leroy? He's been helping himself to wood from a new house, if you must know. Oh, baloney. A couple of little boards. 
Who hasn't swiped a couple of little boards when he was a kid? Well, I'll bet every one of us sitting here in this room has lugged off more lumber than Leroy ever saw. Including Peavy. Well, all right. Well, come think of it. <laughs> Why, sure. A new house goes up, a kid just naturally got to play on it. You know that yourself, Commissioner. Well, I guess it is pretty tempting. But playing is one thing. Stealing is something else. Stealing? Well, who's stealing? So a couple of boards are laying around. The kid sees other people building things, and he wants to build something. Monkey sees, monkey do, that's all. Floyd is right, Gildy. It's just as he says. The creative impulse in youth needs an outlet, that's all. Did I say that? <laughs> If the community provided proper facilities for play, these little peccadillos wouldn't occur. That's right. I'm for kids. Uh, you, you know, Horace, you've got me thinking maybe I was wrong for once. That, I would say, is a major achievement. <laughs> uh, after all, Leroy only wanted the board so he could build himself a clubhouse. Leroy is a good kid. I'm for Leroy. After all, a clubhouse, fellas. Has there ever been a kid who didn't want a clubhouse? Mm, that's right. Yes. Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, Penrod, all of them. The first thing they want is a clubhouse, a place they can call their own. I'm for kids. Kids are better than people. Yes, well... <laughs> They're your only real friends, the kids are. You know that? A kid will never knife you in the back, which I wish I could say of some other people, mentioning no names. That's true, Floyd. But I ought I... to know I cut their hair every day. I see all kinds. The only thing I got against kids, they won't sit still. At least they ain't crabs and sourpusses. I hate a sourpuss. Like I told my wife, when I come home nights after a hard day's work, I like a little cheery atmosphere around the place. Boy. To, but I'm for kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can safely say that we're all in favor of children, Floyd. Well, count me in. But what we're discussing is, at the moment, Leroy. Leroy's okay. He's a good kid. Granted. I was a kid once myself. You were not alone in that either. <laughs> There. Fellas, it's the chief. He's back. Ahoy yourself. Come on up. Yeah. Now stick with me, fellas. We've got to make him see this my way. He'll see it, Joey. The chief's a good kid. I'm for kids. Hiya, chief. Well, well, it's a pretty sight. If I didn't know you all, I'd swear it was a Dillinger gang. <laughs> Evening, chief. Evening. How'd you find your mother? Ah, oh, she's swell, Judge. Just swell. She's getting on now, but I kid her along. I tell her she doesn't look a day over 60. <laughs> well, Peavy. How's drugs and sundries? No, I can't complain. I don't know why I say that. Business is terrible. Well, <laughs> keep plugging. Uh, 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 chief. Commissioner, I didn't see you standing there under the moose. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I could have a word with you, Chief. You bet. And what's this I hear from my desk sergeant about your nephew being picked yeah, up? Yeah, that's what Steve? I want to talk to you about. No use you two getting so confidential over there. We know all about it. Now, look, Chief, Leroy's a good kid. Why don't you just forget the whole business? Well, it's not so easy. What's hard about it? Well, the fellow that's building the house is Honrath. Honrath? He's a louse. Well, sure, he's kind of a louse, but he's got influence. And he claims the kids are swiping his lumber so fast that he can't get his house built. But, Chief, a few crummy little boards. I know it's a petty crime if there ever was one, but unfortunately, it's on the blotter now. If it hadn't gone on the blotter... Well, if you'd been on a job, it wouldn't have gone on the blotter. Why weren't you out catching crooks, Chief, instead of gallivanting around the country? My sergeant takes care of that, and it seems he caught a couple. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Really, is this necessary? Yes, it is. Well, that's necessary. 
Hey, Chief, let me ask you a simple question, and you can answer it or not as you see fit. But you're a bum if you don't. What's the question, Floyd? Were you ever a kid, Chief, or were you born a cop? <laughs> of course I was a kid. I've got pictures of when I was a kid. Or my mom has. I was going through the album with her only yesterday. Then don't you remember, Chief, what it was like to be a kid? Didn't you ever play hooky from school? Why, guess so. Didn't you ever roast Mickey's in a fire? Well, sure. Didn't you ever go swimming in the old swimming hole? You too, Judge? Think of it, Chief. Your childhood. Blessings on the little man, barefoot boy with cheeks of tan. They were the happiest days of your life, weren't they? The golden days of childhood. Fellas, I didn't want to do this. I was out of town at the time. But don't you see? There it is on the books. Fellas, don't look at me like that. <laughs> well, I guess the chief just hates kids, that's all. That's a hard thing to say of any man, Floyd. But I'm afraid you're right. Fellas. The quality of mercy is not strange. It falleth as the gentle rain from heaven. You said it, Judge. What's the use of being good to your mother if you hate kids? I don't hate kids. I'm as fond of kids as anybody. Even Leroy. Leroy? Well, here's your chance to prove it. But my duty, I took a note. The boy was formally booked. It's there on the blotter in black and white. Caught stealing lumber. It's up to the owner now. If he wants to prefer charges, my hands are tied. Well, let it go. If Floyd... He can't, he can't, that's all. Thanks, Floyd. I'm glad somebody understands. Um, Chief, do you know what day this is? What day? Ten minutes to midnight. Ten minutes to St. Patrick's Day. I don't know if that means anything to you, but I happen to have a bit of Irish in me myself. Irish, is it? If there's Irish in a month, then sure there's twice as much in a gauge. Well, be that as it may, and let's not be breaking any heads over the matter. I'd hate to have the good Saints Day come in without a song to greet us. Shake hands with your Uncle Mike, me boy. Shake hands with your sister, Kate. Shake. Come on. <laughs> if you're going to sing an Irish song, Floyd, give us one with a little heart in it. Well, Commissioner, I thought you was a Dutchman. Yeah? How about you, Judge? There's a bit of Irish terrier in him, all right. The rest is goat. <laughs> Come over here, Horace. You can sing if you'll sing softly. I sing loud or not at all. Well, that leaves only the peeve. Guess Peavy's the only one ain't got any Irish in him. Oh, no, I wouldn't be after saying that. <laughs> him, too. <laughs> what a pack of liars. <laughs> Come on, Peavy. You know, Peavy only sings one note, but it's a pip. Well, Peavy... Peavy sings a note that can be heard only by dogs. <laughs> Come on now, fellas. A little bit of, uh, you know. No matter where you go, then 
dotted it with silver just to make its lake so grand. Reminds me of my mother. And me, a little one on her knee. Well, I'm not ashamed of it. Honest sentiment is nothing to be ashamed of. You're right, Chief. And I'll tell you something else. St. Patrick's Day is hardly the time for a jolly boy to be jailing a nephew of a fellow member. So it's got something there, Chief. Yeah, how about it? By Seamus, he's right. Oh, now, fellas, I wouldn't want to interfere in any way with the Chief's conception of his duty. Duty comes first. No, Commissioner, my duty's clear to me now. I'll have a talk with this Honrath and see if I can't get him to withdraw the charge. You think he might? He'll either withdraw it or I'll have the building inspector hang a complaint on him. <laughs> Picking on kids like that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> During the war years, we all heard a lot about the precious protein foods, how important these muscle builders are in the daily diet. Well, let's not forget which foods they are. For instance, the famous cheese food, Velveeta, is an excellent protein food. Whenever you spread Velveeta for snacks or slice it for sandwiches, whenever you melt Velveeta for glorious sauce, you're giving the folks a high-quality, complete protein. What's more, delicious Velveeta also helps supply milk minerals, food energy, riboflavin, vitamin A. And this pasteurized cheese food is digestible as milk itself. All of this means that genuine Velveeta is one of your best buys for nutrition. And just see how your family goes for its rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. Look for the yellow package marked Velveeta, the cheese food of craft quality. What are you doing awake at this hour? It's after one o'clock. I couldn't sleep. Don't be mad at me, Aunt, please. I'm not mad at you, my boy. But what's wrong? I wanted to tell you, I'm sorry if I was bad this morning. I didn't mean to be, but I'm sorry if I was. And I thought of a punishment, like you said. Well, you forget it, my boy. I know you didn't mean any harm. Well, then what was all the fireworks about? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, my boy. It may be difficult to understand, but it's a fact. Grown-ups can sometimes make mistakes. Yes, even your old uncle. Uh, it's very confusing being a grown-up. Very confusing. I often wish I were a boy again like you. So make the most of the time when you're young, my boy. I want you to do nothing but have fun and have a good time. Will you remember that? Yeah, but will you? <laughs> well, I'll try. Now go to sleep. Uh, I haven't done this in a long time, Leroy. 
But do you mind if I kiss you goodnight? No, go ahead. Good night, my boy. God bless you. Good night, Al. Oh, and uh, Leroy. Yes? Don't forget to take the ashes out in the morning. <laughs> He's okay. Boy, I was worried about him there for a minute. <laughs> The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. It is written by John Whedon and Sam Moore. The music is by Jack Meekin. This is John Lang speaking for the Kraft Foods Company and inviting you to listen in again next week for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. And now here's a quick, easy way to pep up your Lenten time meals. You simply blend creamy golden craft salad mustard into appetizing egg and cheese dishes. Well, rabbits, luscious cheese fondues, golden fillings for deviled eggs, and zestful cream sauces for hard-cooked eggs are just a few of the many dishes that call for the taste-tingling tang of craft salad mustard. And for an even more zestful flavor, there's the craft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Stock up tomorrow on both delicious varieties, Kraft Salad Mustard and Kraft Horseradish Mustard. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. I just love hearing them three chimes from NBC. The National Broadcasting Company, there you have it, friends, our St. Patrick's Day salute on the Great Gildersleeve. I like that show. That was a very good show. Did you hear how nicely written that was and the tender little moments there between Gildy and Leroy? Not too uh, common in the program, but then again, they do have those little moments in this show that pop up every now and again that make this show so great and such a special program. It's why we like the Great Gildersleeve. It's not like other shows. And this is a show from 1946, and like I say, the Great Gildersleeve got better as it went along. And uh, so that was a real joy to hear uh, a St. Patrick's Day show from the Great Gildersleeve. You know, there's a guy I saw as I was coming into the studio tonight. He was hanging around outside out there and uh, outside the studio. You know, I asked him to come on up. Uh, let's bring him on in. Craze! Craze, come on in here! Hey, you Jew. It's Crazy Guggenheim, friends. Crazy Guggenheim. Otherwise known as Frank Fontaine. How you doing, Craze? Just okay, Joe. Fine. Just doing okay. What you been up to, Craze? You been doing anything lately? No, I ain't been doing nothing. Just hanging around, doing nothing. <laughs> Craze, now, now we, we know you like to hang around the studio, but what do you do outside? You know, you know I see you out there, and uh, you, you got to be doing something. What are you doing? Well, I'm just hanging around. I ain't doing nothing. Just hanging around, doing nothing. <laughs> All right, Craze, I want you to come in here. I asked you to come in here tonight because I wanted to hear you sing a song. Me sing a song? Sure, Craze. It's St. Patrick's Day, as you know, and I'd like to hear you sing a nice, a nice Irish song. You have any Irish songs in mind? Well, Joe, I don't know. I, I don't really know if I can sing a song or not. Well, how about singing an Irish favorite of yours and mine? How about like a song like My Wild Irish Rose? Okay, Joe, I'll sing it for you. My Wild Irish Rose. Yeah, <laughs> here I go. All right, Joe. Here's Crazy Guggenheim, friends. My wild 
Just great, Craze. Just great. I love it. Thanks, Joe. I asked the Lee Rodder singers to come in here and back you up. Thanks, Joe. Gee, I feel like a real singer. You are, Craze. You are. That's beautiful, Craze. Just beautiful. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I like that song a lot. Hmm. Sounds good, doesn't it? Frank Fontaine, better known to you and I as Crazy Guggenheim, singing my wild Irish rose. Before that, the Great Gildersleeve St. Patrick's Day program from March 17th, 1946. We are celebrating St. Patrick's Day here on a special Sounds Like Radio program for you. Bing Crosby is standing by. He's got a song that you just you just could not have a St. Patrick's Day go by without hearing this song. Here's Bing Crosby and When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. I love this song. Take it away, Bing. When Irish eyes are smiling Sure tis like a morn in spring In the lilt of Irish laughter You can hear When Irish hearts are happy All the world 
Just had to join in with Bing Crosby to sing that great song. That is the St. Patrick's Day song, if you ask me. When Irish eyes are smiling. We're listening to some great St. Patrick's Day Irish music here from Bing Crosby, as this is our special St. Patrick's Day show. And these are just some of my very favorite Irish songs. And this one here is a song that's not too well known, but when I heard it, I I just couldn't get over it. It's a great song here called My Girl's an Irish Girl. Here's Der Bingle, the master. Take it away, Bing.
she's the fairest in the eye. Sure, she sets people talking when she goes out walking for miles and Irish girl from her head down to her toes and no care in the world will marry me when she promises to marry me my sweet little My girl's an Irish girl. I just couldn't help sing along with that great song. I just cannot help it. Bing Crosby singing the honors there. What a fantastic song. We are celebrating St. Patty's Day here on Sounds Like Radio with a great Gildersleeve special. And so just some great Bing Crosby Irish music and even a little Irish tune there from Crazy Guggenheim. Well, we're just about out of time, so I thought we'd close out the program with a little up-tempo uh, number, a little Irish ditty here called Dear Old Donegal from Bing Crosby once again. Happy St. Paddy's Day, friends. I'm your humble host. For Sounds Like Radio, goodbye, everybody. Three years ago this very day I left the port of Cork And on a ship from old Erin's Isle I landed in New York Without a friend to meet me there and a stranger on the shore But I wore an honest Irish heart and fortune came galore So here I am back again on dear old Erin's Isle The friends, they meet me on the quay and they greet me with a smile For there's faces there that I surely forgot for I was so long away But my mother, she introduces all and this is what she says Shake hands with your Uncle Mike, me boy, shake hands with your sister Kate and this is the girl you used to swing down on the garden gate. Shake hands with all of the neighbors and kiss the Collins all. You're as welcome as the flowers in May to dear O'Donegal. Well, they gave a party when I came back and they came from near and far. And the road was lined for near a mile with Irish jotting cars. And the whiskey flowed like buttermilk to fill our hearts with joy. And the piper played an Irish reel to greet the Yankee boy. So tomorrow out to church I'll go and wedded I will be to my pretty little Colleen, sweet Biddy McGee. For Biddy was true and faithful to her Barney or the sea, and will join the harp and shamrocks for the stars of liberty. There you have it, friends, a special St. Patrick's Day program I recorded in March of 2000, a St. Patty's Day edition of Sounds Like Radio, an encore program for you, and we hope you enjoyed it. Till next time, your humble host saying so long for now, and happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone.